Well, Gentlemen's Club, we are back. We are doing a special off-season podcast of the best, brightest, most fantastic fantasy football league, IDP Keeper League. See, it's been a while. I don't even remember what the intro is anymore. <laughs> but it's right after rookie draft, a couple weeks after the rookie draft. We wanted to bring you a special update just on all things rookie draft, doing a look back at some of the rookie things that we've done, good, bad, or otherwise, in the drafts that we've had in the past. And kind of just give you a few updates on some information about the league, um, rules, standings, dates, things like that as we uh, get going. So, but first, Clark, I'll ask you, how are, how are you doing coming off of the uh, championship loss, runner-up? Oh, yeah. That's a fun thing to talk about first. Yeah, stewing on it for a few months. How are you doing? Uh, I, well, I didn't want to quit fantasy football. So um, <laughs> I think this is like my second loss in a row. Um I thought many times uh, in the weeks following when I was going through the process of mailing and sending the uh, the grill to Bubba, which, by the way, congrats to Bubba. It's a well-deserved championship. And again, yeah. the, the commissioner side of me uh, loves it because he was an expansion team. So it is kind of a cool, yeah. like, speaks to, like, the true, like, beauty of the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, but... Uh, there was many times when I thought I should just blow it all up. I'll just, I'm just going to start over. Like who cares if I have Derrick Henry and who cares if I have Zeke and who like, I'm just going to sell it all. And then Deshaun Deshaun Watson 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 kind of blew up your, you know, and Deshaun (laughs) Watson starts getting in trouble. I'm like, you know what? That's the sign. Like that's my quarterback. I can't even like Garoppolo is not going to play anymore. So like I should just blow it up, but I've settled down since then. Um, (laughs) I'm always willing to trade, obviously, but I. Uh, yeah, you got a few more months to settle down yet before. Yeah, we, we get see. the full swing of things. We can see, and I, I'm excited that we're talking about the draft today, just because I think it was a good draft. I think there's a lot of really talented players that came in. Um, yeah, which is exciting to kind of sit back and say, okay, like, you know, I need to take. I won't share, but I, I need to take some positions probably more seriously than I have in the past, and. I'm pretty set in other areas that normally I would draft pretty hard. And so it's kind of nice to, to look at that. And so, yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the actual rookie draft for a minute. Like as you were watching, I don't know if you watched it live or watched the ESPN updates or whatever, but yeah. But what did you, what did you find yourself thinking as maybe even from a fantasy perspective, maybe that's one way to look at it as a, as a fantasy owner, as you saw picks coming across the screen, what was it that you were thinking in your mind? And clearly you don't have to give away, you know, strategies that were going through your mind and stuff. But what was your overall sense of the rookie draft in terms of how it'll affect the GC going forward? I think, I think COVID really changed. um, I think a lot of teams plans. Um, And so I say that meaning I watching the draft, it was like a lot of teams were picking um, for the future, which is like that, that, Obviously, it's the draft. That's what they're doing. But, like, um, I think that run of five quarterbacks in the first round, I think, like, that's very future-oriented. I mean, but then you have Tampa Bay picked a quarterback at the end of the second round, like Kyle Trask. Like, there was a much more – and maybe just because I actually paid attention, but just seemed to be much more like we're going to take a big swing, which to me just says there's a lot of franchise-type fantasy players in this year's draft. Um, yeah. 
I guess is what I should just say to make it simple. So, well, yeah. and not only yeah. not only just the quarterback position too, but there was there were some teams that selected running backs that already have running backs too, yeah. which was interesting. Top, so I like, mean, yeah, the top thirty six picks saw you know four or five really good running backs taken. That yeah, some teams had like a set running back that you're like, okay, well, that's a really high pick to take a guy who's going to get four touches a game. No, he's going to be a ten to twenty touch guy, and so it's like. So it's interesting. There's, um, I'll say this initially, there was not like, I was not hyped for the fantasy perspective of players. But then once I kind of started preparing for this podcast and you start looking at, it, you're like, no, I think rounds one through three in the real draft, there was players chosen who are going to play both offense mm-hmm. and on the defensive side. Like, I think there was a lot there's been a lot of veterans who they've just kind of let go, who just aren't guys anymore. And the team's just reloaded with young talent. So it was that kind of draft, which makes me think fantasy wise, um, the first four rounds, I think are going to be really valuable from a fantasy perspective. I think offense or defense, like you were going to get yeah. quality wherever you have picks. Yeah. And I think, you know, you talking about the future oriented nature of the draft for all of the teams, like in real life, I mean, it, it it makes you think like in a lot of ways, I find myself thinking, don't be frustrated if a player doesn't produce in the first year. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we look back at some of the other drafts and we'll talk about these later, but there were years where running backs or quarterbacks were drafted where it's like, they are going to produce right away. And this year it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, It'll be, but it might be a two or three year thing. You know, you have you have two things at play. A, there's 17 games now. Yeah. So everybody hates that. All the players hate it that. It just looks weird when it's like a team can go nine and eight. And like it was like, no, that's not a real thing. They go eight and eight. And all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, there's awkwardly 17 games. So there can be a nine yep. and eighteen or eight and nine team. Um yeah, and who knows what that does. I mean, that'll games, be something so we'll have to think through attrition. as a DC. Like, do we keep it at 16 or do we go to 17? You know, like... I think the championship will be probably week 16. I'll, we'll, yeah. I think as the league is reactivated, which, by the way, you cannot sign anyone. It, it is yeah. simply released. <laughs> make that clear. Joe Williams. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll give some more updates on when trading can start happening and all that kind of stuff. But um, longer season, so more attrition from injuries. Uh you know, COVID will still be a thing. So I think there's going to be the nature of like guys will probably still potentially miss some time, but I don't know what the NFL stance is on vaccination and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, I don't know. And what, I mean, you're seeing it in the in baseball, people are still getting it, even though it's been yeah. out for, I mean, who knows, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Um, so what I think is going to happen is a lot of guys, I think your top end, the first two quarterbacks taken are going to start right away. Lawrence and Wilson. I think mm-hmm. after that, most of those guys and potentially including probably every running back, not named Najee Harris will probably not play <laughs> until midseason. would be my guess. Well, dude, and ESPN is having a heck of a time trying to rank players. Like mm-hmm. I was looking it up for Travis Etienne and they're like, yeah, 13 points a game. Yeah. I don't know who knows, you know, yeah. cause they've got uh, James Robinson down there and it's like, I mean, yeah. But even then, who knows with J- Najee Harris because they've got James Conner. No, he's at Arizona. I mean, oh, he did Harris go to Arizona. I missed that. I, okay, okay. I missed that part. Yeah. Okay, that makes Jake sense. Jake Fife so, Harris yeah. is the man at Pittsburgh, Jake Fife. So, <laughs> um, 
anyways so it's like yeah, I, I so yeah it'll it'll be um but etienne has travis lawrence who we played with in college so yeah. like who knows yeah nobody knows what's going to happen with that catcher, combo, all those know? things this will be the year we'll talk about the rookie rights at the end of this podcast so listen to the end where that rule will be very valuable to pay attention to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah you will be drafting very future oriented in my opinion for this draft is how you should approach it yeah that's my yeah. draft advice <laughs> for sure so. um so which which rookie do you think is going to have the biggest impact uh in fantasy this year that's drafted um the the one that will be the biggest impact in my opinion will be trevor lawrence from the quarterback mm-hmm. position um He's, according to scouts, he's John Elway, he's Andrew Luck, he's Peyton Manning, he's anything and everything you've ever wanted. Um, he's injured, and they didn't even, like, Gardner Minshew is just, like, a guy with a hairy chest and a mullet now. Like, they're not even talking about him, like, playing. Like, no. it's going to be Lawrence. And so... Yeah. Sorry, Akterhoff. I think he's on Akterhoff's team, if I remember right. Yeah, he re- but... Akterhoff released him, which I respect. I'll probably oh. sign him for fun, because I need a quarterback. But, um... <laughs> Now my boy Bortles is back. So, um, yeah, well, maybe, maybe who knows? Depends <laughs> on if the Packers bro won a ship with them. Um, <laughs> could win a second one. Who knows? It'd be incredible. Um, I would have to, I would have to retire from fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. I would say then you blow it up and then you quit. Um, but <laughs> I just think quarterback position, we know scores the most points in our league. So yeah. the easy answer is Trevor Lawrence. We'll have yeah. the biggest, I think overall impact, assuming he stays healthy. I think you can throw Zach yeah. Wilson in there, assuming he stays healthy. Well, maybe we do it by positions then. I mean, yeah. quarterback position, obviously, I think we agree it's Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um, I, I think that's – he's got the starting job right away. He's not competing with anybody. They have some fairly decent weapons. Yep. Who do you think it is for the running back? I mean, I, I, I think it's Najee Harris. I think it's Najee Harris. I put honorable mention, though, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Okay. So Michael Carter plays okay. for the Jets now. Williams plays for Denver. Both are North Carolina running backs. Um, and they both were taken like back to back in the second round mm-hmm. at the, at the very top end of it. Yeah. And I, I don't think Carter has much competition, maybe the Michael P Ryan and Javante there. He's going to be the man. It sounds like in Denver. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I think Najee's the obvious. Wait, where did, where did Carter go? The jets. Oh yeah. Well, so technically isn't um, what's his face. Isn't Ty Johnson number one there? Right now, either Ty Johnson or the Michael P. Ryan. Yeah, I think I read somewhere Ty Johnson is number one. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Detroit drafted him, so that's that's about that. So it'll be <laughs> Carter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think one of those. I think those guys will just get volume. I think they're. I think they'll be NTN. Yeah. I think in the long run will be the guy in Jacksonville, but I think rookie season specifically and probably right away. I would say those two after Harris. Yeah, I agree with you on Etienne. I think the combination of him and Lawrence is going to be powerful for them. And I think they did that on purpose, um, drafting both of them. But I do think, I I think Jacksonville is going to do like what the Lions did last year with DeAndre Swift and be like, yeah, you're going to split time. Yeah. You'll be our starter, but you'll somehow get less carries than the other guys. So stupid. So stupid. But Um, wide receiver. I think it'll be Devonte Smith. Okay, I, we will disagree on this one then. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, I'm going with Devonte. Um, they talk like I do think he is just talented in general. Um, yeah, I just, I just 
everything I'm reading just is like they're gonna throw the ball to him like 15 times a game. Like that's like mm-hmm. how they talk. Like I don't see them talk about any other player like this. Like everything around him, and I'm not sure if the scouts are trying to make up for his size, and so they're Could trying be. to hype him to the point of like he's the man but like the language that scouts are using is that Devante will deserve at least 10 targets and he'll catch eight of them for 140 yards and two touchdowns like that's like that's the language that would be incredible about him that'd be incredible so i mean i wouldn't put it past them he's proven in college where he's a small guy that he could do it against other really good teams so we forget he's the guy who caught the tua's uh national championship overtime touchdown that was Devante. Yep. So it's not like he yep. was like a one-hit wonder. Like he, no, he was good all. He's been consistent for a few years. Yeah. Um, my honorable mentions were Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase. I think they'll, yeah. they'll get volume. So I, I honestly think Jamar Chase will. I think he'll very quickly become the number one for the Bengals just for the fact of Joe Burrow and him. Yeah, playing together again. Like it, it's a chemistry that I don't think will go away. Again, I think it was a very calculated choice by the Bengals of like you played with him, you know him. They needed a they needed an offensive lineman. And Pinay Sewell, who the Lions got, which is awesome. I, did you see that report where they, like, a scout came out and was basically like, Sewell's the only guaranteed Hall of Famer in this class? Did you see that? Really? I did not see that. No. They said of all the guys, they believe Sewell will be a Hall of Famer. Wow. And the Bengals, their biggest need was offensive line, and they still chose Chase because of his connection with Burroughs. And Chase is legit. Yeah. He is legit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we even need to talk about tight end? Are we both going with Pitts? Pitts. I think Brevin <laughs> Jordan going to Houston, okay. the Miami tight okay. end, um, should have been taken higher than the fourth round. And Houston will probably start a rookie quarterback or a young or a bad quarterback. Isn't Tyrod Taylor there now? I think Taylor's there now. So actually. they'll start a, a young or a bad quarterback. <laughs> um and so I think Jordan, I think he'll actually get decent volume because the other guys they had were like a couple of the custodians and stuff like that playing tight end for him. Yeah. So <laughs> he's legit. So yeah. that was my honorable yeah. mention there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's just, it's hard to ignore the way they talked about Pitts though. Yeah. Of like he is the, he is the second coming in tight end form in a lot of ways. Well, he's basically like, a wide I don't, receiver. like that's, that's what yeah. they say. He's a wide receiver. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see though with Ridley, Jones, you know, there's there's other guys who need targets, but I think Atlanta will be behind in a decent amount of games. So mm-hmm. Matt Ryan will just be chucking it. Yeah, to either Julio, Ridley, or Pitts. Yeah. You know, like yeah. who knows? Um, so here's the here's the real rookie draft question. So Tim Tebow is back on the board. Yep. Who's who's he going to end up with in our league? Who's the person that's going to take him just for the heck of it? Uh, Fife Joe or Pablo? <laughs> Joe Williams. Fife Joe Williams or Pablo? <laughs> yeah. One of them yeah. Who knows? He could he could surprise us. Yeah. I'm not banking on it. He's 37, but no. I I don't even want to go down that path. I'll just say this: yeah. I was upset that people got upset that he got signed and like compared to the Kaepernick situation, but that's a they're completely separate things but i just it's just so classic that those got tied together oh yeah so, yeah anyway classic but uh yeah, yeah the, i i don't know they'll probably use him they'll use him as a wildcat he'll i don't know he's not really a guaranteed he's kind of, he's kind of like a they could use him in a sense of like a Taysom hill if they want to right like 
yeah. you've got you've got a quarterback who can come in and play and play tight end at the same time, you yeah. know. Run something, he'll be a fullback. It'll be it'll be weird. Hazen <laughs> Hill's probably a good so person. It's, dude, and it's crazy that it's gonna there's gonna be every week Sports Center is gonna talk about him. It's crazy. Like he just doesn't go away. Yeah. Whatever. He but hey, we might get to see some more T Boeing. You know, that, that would be fun. amazing if you brought that back. Yeah. So um, I don't think he will. Maybe. Who knows? Uh all right. So here's here's what we want to do now. So we've had what a handful of six of these at this point, rookie drafts, right? Yes. So something like that. 2015 was the first one we had 15, all 16, the way through 17, 18, 19, 20, six quick math, six. Good thing. Elementary school. Use my, paid use off. my fingers for that one. <laughs> Dude, nobody can see it on zoom <laughs> uh, or in podcast form. So here's what we want to do. We want to go through the best and worst of each draft. Um, who, who drafted the best player of the, or who was the best player drafted? Who was the worst player drafted? Then we want to just for the heck of it to see how many people have first rounders that they drafted still on their rosters yeah. to this day, uh, which is fascinating <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So uh, let's go through round by round and uh, see who we thought was the best and the worst uh, from the 2015 draft. So Clark, if you want to start first for the 2015, I'll go into the 2016 and do it first. Yeah. So we'll just alternate back and forth. So Ooh. who do you have as the best and then the worst so of the 2015 round? The first pick was by Hoff. He took Amari Cooper, um, mm-hmm. which was a great pick. But the, in my opinion, the best pick of 2015 was actually Todd Gurley at three for Bradley Van Camp. Um, mostly because I think Gurley went on to obviously have two or three MVP type seasons. Um, Van, Camp Van Camp won the championship, won championship that year, Gurley, right? Yeah. Uh, in like 16, 2016 or 2017, Van Camp won it. And so I had Gurley as the best. And then Jordan Hall back in the day took Kevin White, um, oh. Who, oh, who was supposed to be legit and I just never played. And so, in my opinion, like 285 yards receiving in his entire career. Yeah. Which, and he's played like, I think he played four years for the Bears. Yeah. And then I think he just got signed by somebody again. He's always just stuck uh, around because he's got the potential out of West Virginia, has the potential, but just nothing. Yeah. So crazy. You know, crazy. You had defensive players taken, Malcolm Brown. You took Trey Wayne's fourth overall, like Leonard Williams. Why did I do that? <sighs> but in my opinion, like those guys have all at least performed. Mm-hmm. Kevin White never did anything. No. Marcus Mariota, who was taken by Pablo 10th, at least played two or three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I was, I was tied between Todd Gurley and Amari Cooper just because of how consistent Amari Cooper has been over the years. Um, Gurley's kind of, he, he's still good, but he's kind of trailed off a little bit mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. But clearly, Kevin White, as I was looking at this, what the minute I saw no touchdowns and 285 yards in nine games played in his first season, I was just like, yeah. It was rough. Oh man, that hurts. Really that rough. hurts. That really hurts. Um, maybe that's why Jordan isn't in the league anymore because he just quit after that. Who knows? Yeah, he was upset. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Melvin Gordon was drafted that year. You know, great player. Yep. You saw Jameis Winston, said Marcus Riota, and then Devin Funches. Devin Funches was that out. And he was good for a year or two. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. So my uh my overall number one for this one, I probably isn't 
a surprise, but it's Zeke Elliott went number one overall to Pablo. He's just, he's now on team Clark. Like he's just been good last year was a down year, but again, you can attribute that to a lot of things with Dak being out and then them cycling through like four different quarterbacks or whatever it was like unreal. I think he'll be back, but he's clearly the number one, the number or the worst that I had, it was tied between Joe or Corey Coleman Mm -hmm. And Josh Doxson. Hmm. So Corey Coleman, just from the place that he was taken, the hype that there was around him to only have like 1100 yards in his entire career or something like that. Like that's like, if you're supposed to be a superstar, that's less than like a good year for a superstar, you know? Yeah. And I just remember there being so much of like people, if I remember correctly that year, there was like trading around for picks and stuff like that. Let me, Oh no, there wasn't, but like it just, there was so much hype. I remember around Corey Coleman and then just to have nothing. I'm pretty sure there was a trade because Joe definitely was better than the second overall pick. I just don't have record of what the trade was, but Joe definitely made a trade to get up there um, somewhere in the season. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that Paxton Lynch I, <laughs> was was also a very terrible one. He had 790 yards in his entire career. I went Zeke, four touchdowns, four interceptions. I went Zeke is the best, and I chose Paxton Lynch as the worst yeah. because yeah. he was the only quarterback taken in the first round, and he mm-hmm. never played. Like he just he was just garbage from the day one. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Coleman. I think Josh Doxson. He was terrible for me. I think Laquan Treadwell. Uh, yeah. Kenneth Dixon, the running. This back. was a bad. This was just a bad yeah, really year. Bad. Like good, great. Defense. Joey Bosa was in there. Yeah, Joey Sterling Bosa. Sterling Shepard was in there. Ramsey, Jalen Smith, great. Check Lawson even's been decent. Mm-hmm. Great defense, but yeah, offense. It was Zeke, and nothing else. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Twenty seventeen. You get the you get the unicorn of drafts for the GC, my friend. Who is your best and who was your worst for this one? Uh, best pick. And best player, in my opinion, was – well, let's just do this. Picks 1 through 12, Leonard Fournette, McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, James Conner, Corey Davis, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, Miles Garrett, John Roster, Bill Peppers, Cooper Cup, Joe Williams. Uh, Drafted by Joe Williams, yeah. we should say. So, incredible draft. Yeah. Um, but I said Christian McCaffrey was the best. Yep, um, I agree with you there. And then the worst was Joe Williams, drafted by Joe Williams. Okay. Yeah. I don't see. I don't remember if that was just a throwaway pick by him. Like he wanted a running back, but all of them were gone. And so he took Joe Williams, who actually was drafted by San Francisco in a time when they looked like they might use a running back. And he literally never played. I don't think. Yeah. I don't remember if he did or not. Um, Yeah. I can't remember if he did or not. I don't, really think so basically everyone went back and was like yeah we didn't really know what we were doing when we took him like that's like what everyone from san francisco <laughs> said and he just he just flamed out yeah let's see a second what were his stats overall as a professional running back uh there are currently no statistics for joe williams as back <laughs> in the nfl which is incredible to me yeah he just did nothing yeah I, I didn't even honestly like 
consider him for it because I I didn't remember how sought after he was, and I just thought Joe did it as a joke because it was his name. Mm-hmm. So like my I, I hadn't even looked that he literally has no NFL statistics whatsoever. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. But I chose John Ross. Yeah, as he was my number the two. biggest because <laughs> it was like seven hundred and eighty yards. I, again, it's like a it's like a Corey Coleman situation. Like he was looked at as this super speed demon who was going to blaze people downfield. And then just nothing like ever didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was such a good year. And then it's like you had, I mean, to only have two bad ones though. Yeah. In an entire. I mean, Jabril Peppers was the only, where you had him and Garrett, the only defensive players and Peppers has been a decent safety. Yeah. Still so Garrett's been a, Garrett's been a good defensive end too. He's been in a roster every year. And I think he's been a starter for a lot of guys almost every year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it yep. really was Ross and Williams, and and Williams, it wasn't a joke. It was a legit like Joe wanted a running back, and technically he was the next running back that was supposed to be a player. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so twenty eighteen. I'll take this one. This was a hard one to choose yep. number one for me because um, you've got guys like Nick Chubb, you've got guys who Ronald Jones, like who has now come along but didn't right away. You have Calvin Ridley in this draft. You have uh, Saquon Barkley, who's in, like, it's a hard one to choose who was the best. But honestly, I think had Saquon not gotten hurt, I think he's the number one overall for me. I think Nick Chubb and Calvin Ridley are probably tied for second, in my opinion, of um, like, because they play two different positions. And Calvin Ridley had just an explosive year last year that I don't think is going to stop as Julio gets older. Um, yeah. and Nick Chubb, like even with Kareem hunt has done extremely well. Like, so if hunt's not there, like Chubb is going to rock it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think Saquon's my, my best pick from that draft. I think the worst one, and I think we're probably pretty close to the same in this is Darius Geis. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the worst one, uh, in this draft. I think he had, uh, if I remember right, like a couple hundred yards rushing, his entire career uh, with, with Washington when he came out, but it was that thing where he was so good, but it was just like, he got injured, tried to come back, got injured again. It was just like, he couldn't stay healthy. I didn't choose carry on Johnson because at least he got a couple years yep. in there, but I mean, he could arguably be up there from an offensive this, perspective as well. This was an incredible upside draft that has taken some years to see the upside. Mm-hmm. Cause I picked Barkley mm-hmm. as the best. I agree that yep. Chubb and Ridley are now right there. Barkley was just yep. good right away. Yep. Um, but guys like Royce Freeman, Carrion Johnson, Sony Michelle, like we said, Ronald Jones, yeah. like DJ Rashad Moore, Penny. like all these guys were supposed to be like number one dudes, super legit and nothing. So I, and Rashad Penny, like Seattle taking a running back and then he's just never played. So I actually had Darius yeah. Geis, Royce Freeman, and Penny tied as the three worst because in my opinion, yeah. it's the same thing with like Joe Williams never getting stats. Darius guys, obviously all the potential flamed out and then gotten incredible trouble, which is, is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for guys who've actually played at least any at, at all, I mean, Royce Freeman was taken second overall. Yeah. And he was supposed to be the guy in Denver and Philip Lindsay beat him out. And then, which is crazy to me that Philip Lindsay beat him out. And then Penny's just never done anything. So, yeah, eighteen was a was a rough draft. Um, yeah, there's yeah. been guys who are coming along now. Derwin James and Rokon Smith. 
the defensive player shows and we're, we're have been great defensive choices. Rokon yep. Smith is a top 10 linebacker now. Um, and this is, I mean, this is where we're seeing like 2017. I think we tried to figure out, oh, we should go all offensive players. And it worked out mm-hmm. the first year that we really went hard in that direction. Yep. And then everybody tried to do it again the next year. And it was like, mm-hmm. didn't work at all that year, except for a couple positions. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see it in 2019. Thankfully, I was one of them, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah. So, Clark, what was what was the top and the worst, the best and the worst of the 2019 draft for you? So, 2019 was interesting because I think guys that we, I think we talked about this off podcast, but I think 2017 is when we kind of figured it out or drafting made sense from a rookie perspective. 2018, I think, was just. A, a slow year for development in 2019 and 2020 kind of show in my opinion, like I think we figured out like how to treat the draft because mm-hmm. in the top five picks, it went Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Devin white, Devin Bush, Miles Sanders. <clears throat> so in top five picks, you have two defensive players chosen two linebackers. Mm-hmm. And done intentionally, like done actual, like, no, I'm choosing this guy over other more obvious offensive type players. Yep. And both, I mean, Devin White is arguably the best linebacker in football or right there. Top mm-hmm. three. Devin Bush, before he hurt his ACL, was close to top 10. Um, so, yeah, it's been awesome. But when it came to best and worst, I think the best player has been Kyler Murray. Quarterback uh, drafted by Pedersen at seventh overall. And the worst at this point has been Dwayne Haskins, quarterback that Tyler Broad drafted at eighth overall. Yep. Yeah, I I don't disagree there. I mean, you could – I I, I think David Montgomery will end up coming along nicely. Mm -hmm. I think they just – man, being in Chicagoland and just – them longing for quarterback so badly, like now that they might actually have one, yeah. Montgomery might at, we might actually get to see full David Montgomery potential. Yeah, I agree. Um, Miles but yeah, nice. I, yep. Daniel Jones has another year to prove himself. Yeah, weapons there. Yeah, AJ Brown's been legit. So, yep, yeah, I had Dwayne Haskins and Nikhil Harry as my, yeah, Harry's uh, like he, I mean, I think, wow, I think Casey was like really hyped on Nikhil Harry. He's the first like receiver really, taken, yeah. Yep, really hyped on it. And he's constantly said, dude, I could have taken A.J. Brown instead. Like, And it's true. And who knows what would have happened if his team would have made the playoffs a year earlier or whatever, you know. But Nikhil Harry, man, that's that's a hard one. Yeah, That's a hard one. Yeah, for sure. So what about- Now, 2020, 2020 is hard. I mean, we, we talked about this because it's literally the year mm-hmm. uh, after it happened, right? And we were talking a little bit beforehand. Like, I think we I think we all look at it and looking at the draft, Jonathan Taylor is probably the best one that got taken. Mm-hmm. Um, third running back taken behind Antonio Gibson, Clyde Odridge-Hilaire, Cam Akers. We all, I mean, you and I agreed, this wasn't a bad draft for a first year. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to Joe Burrow. Um, Zach Moss, who knows what's going to happen with him in Singletary. Like, he was okay Mm -hmm. you know henry ruggs is coming along um so cd lamb had a decent first year it's it's hard to pick a worst um in this first group honestly but um yeah i think 
if anything, I would say, I think Antonio Gandy Golden is probably the worst, like 22 yards in six games played drafted as the 12th overall in our, in our league as a wide receiver, but it's like, and knowing guys like Justin have, Jefferson and Van Jefferson and a handful yeah, of the guys who yeah. went later in the draft, like, yeah. but it also wasn't a wide receiver heavy draft that year either. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was what was said over and over again is it's so when you get to 12, you're reaching in some ways, hoping that you get something unless you're going with a quarterback, but it also wasn't a quarterback heavy year either. Yeah, It was Burrow and we'll see what else. And honestly, after Judy lamb and rugs, it wasn't like they were, they weren't hyping up Justin Jefferson. They weren't, they weren't hyping up these other guys. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you were, it was almost like you was just going for whatever, especially if you're going to lean offense, you were just taking whatever. It's interesting to look at that draft room. There's no, no defensive players were taken in the first round. Yeah, yeah, right. I think as we go back to like later though, into like the um, second and third round and things like that, like um, I think it very quickly see a lot like, yeah, all of a sudden it goes Isaiah Simmons, it goes Patrick Queen, it goes uh, Chase Young, Kenneth Murray, like William Gay, like there's a lot of guys defending the yeah. second round that get taken. Um but this is one of the few drafts where, like, there was all offense in the first round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I think that was – I think we all bought the hype of, like, maybe we'll get another 2017 where we go super heavy offense. And, like, I think we're learning maybe it's better to get a defensive player who's a really – is supposed to be really good rather than a wide receiver who might not yeah. make it, you know, it, who we're reaching it for. It begs the question of, like, is – Micah Parsons this year, linebacker directed by Dallas. Like, is he a first rounder? Like, if you're towards the bottom of the first round, like, I that's why I'm just interested to see what the choice is because the obvious offensive positions I think are very top heavy, and then it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and so it's like, um, yeah, there's maybe two quarterbacks two running backs, three wide receivers. And then it's like, yep. do you want to Kyle Pitts? But then it's like, yeah. And then you've got Kyle Pitts in there, but then it's like, that's, that's eight picks overall. And then it's like, do you reach for an offensive player who might be good? Or do you start thinking maybe I get a solid linebacker? Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's decent defensive ends. Like there's, there's some decent safeties who get us points. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting draft to, to prepare for, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, but I had Taylor and I had Gandy Golden as the yeah. Taylor the best, yeah. Golden the worst. I think we were talking Edward Hilaire, Antonio Gibson, Taylor Acres, and Dobbins. The top three for sure have been legit. Acres came along nicely. Dobbins still has time. Mm-hmm. Judy Lamb and Rugs. I have two of those guys. I'm happy with them. Ceedee Lamb's been yeah. legit. Um, yeah, I think Dobbins could come along nicely if. Lamar Jackson has the year that he had his rookie year where he could actually pass through the air and not get 170 yards. And, and Mark game. Ingram's gone. And right. So it's yeah. like Dobbins should be the one or two now. Um, yeah. Yep. Forget who he'd be sharing with. Who's the number one there in Baltimore? I don't, I don't remember. Not sure. um, but so there's the, the, the potential where like, yeah, he should see the ball. Um, 
and and he's got the skill set that would say he could produce. So I, I think, yeah, like we said, twenty twenty, it's hard to uh, aggressively make some of those choices right away. Right. Right. Yeah. And feel confident yep. in it. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, okay. So you did a little bit of research around which team has the most first rounders on their roster still, and which one has the least on their roster so far. So tell us a little bit about who's held, who's held onto their first rounders for the longest amount of time. Um, cool. Side note, Dobbins will probably be the starter in Baltimore this year. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. He's, he is the guy. So like we said, it might come along. So, um, the it was interesting to look back. Obviously, there's been changeover from team owners and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't dive crazy into that. I just said currently it's Chris, Casey, Clark, you know, Pedersen, Joe, Akhtarov, Pablo. There's uh, Tyler, Taylor, like all these guys. I, that's who I was looking for. Yep. When it came through, so by my research from going from most to least amount of players on the team there was the most was chris thompson you have five first rounders still whoa um at tied for second was casey me and joe Pedersen with four first rounders still on our team uh Pedersen has three that he drafted and he actually still has one that jordan hall drafted mm. um tied at third is joe williams tyler broad pablo and taylor Akterhoff have three first-rounders on their team still. Coming at fourth, Van Camp and Bubba each have two first-rounders. Coming in at whatever it's fifth now would be uh, Taylor Kovleski has one first-rounder on his team still. Very few first-round picks he's actually ever made. He normally trades out. And uh, from Boudry to Mullinex to Mr. Jacob Fife, he has zero first rounders <laughs> on his team still he's drafted in the first round i think one year um and that might have been uh good old zach boudry making that pick back in the day uh besides that this will be the first year fife has had his first round pick if know, he holds on to time. it if he holds on to it yeah <laughs> boudry drafted back in the day um he took Jameis winston in 2015 Oh, yeah. uh, Booty took Sterling Shepard in, in 2016. And then uh, Molinex took Cooper Cup in 2017. And then when the team switched over to Fife officially <clears throat> uh, in 18, 19, and 2020, Fife did not own a first round pick. Um, so Fife hasn't drafted in the first round yet. I owned it. And then I traded it to Tyler, who took Saquon Barkley. 2019, I owned it, and I took Josh Jacobs. And in 2020, I owned it and then traded it to you, who took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Can you imagine if Fife had Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Edwards-Hilaire on his team right now? Dude. And has Dak Prescott. Like, oh, yeah. by the way, he had Patrick Mahomes at one point. That's all. Oh, that's different. right. It's a whole different conversation. That's right. You would have Mahomes, Barkley, Jacobs, Edwards, Hilaire. And you could have traded one of them for two decent wide receivers. Yeah, crazy. crazy. But I'm sure Tyler enjoys Barkley. I enjoy Jacobs and Edwards, Hilaire. It's been pretty decent for you. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. For sure. 
So you That's had the cool. most still. Um, I mean, you've you've actually had a lot of first round picks. I don't. Mm-hmm. I did not mark it down, but you've drafted Trey Waynes. You've drafted uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, and then you had McCaffrey. You also had Corey Davis, who is still on your team. Um, and I think I've had eight in the six years. Yeah, you have Corey Davis still on your team. Nick Chubb is still on your team. Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones is still on your team. And then yep. you have Edward Hilaire, and you have DeAndre Swift still on your DeAndre team. Swift. So yeah. five. So and now I have three this next year. <laughs> you have three picks this year. Two, eight, and eleven, or something like that. So, you're set yeah. up nice. see if we can get one more, baby. One more. That'd be nuts. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So, um, uh, <laughs> Clark, you want to talk to us a little bit about how practice squad rules work um, as we go into this year? Yeah. So I can I can repost who everyone drafted. Um, but I like we were saying at the beginning, like this draft is a really good one for I think this rookie rights rule as we refer to it as, um, which basically is this: when the draft happens, when our draft happens, I will only add your first three picks to your roster. So remember, you choose all your keepers, up to thirty-five of them, um, and then I fill three of those spots with your first three rookies you pick. So if you if for you, Chris, it'll be if you keep all three of your first round picks. I'll add them. Uh, the remaining rookies will remain undrafted, like on as free agents, but you own their rights. This has always been a thing we've done. You draft them, you get their rights. They're just not on your roster. You just have to have three at the beginning of the year. Uh, and you can sign them whenever you choose. Once a rookie is on your team, it has been rostered. And then you release them or trade them, whatever it is. Um, they become either a free agent or a different team. Like they are, they are no longer yours. So if you sign a guy and release him, you no longer have the rights to him. He is considered just a free agent. Um, you own the rookie rights for the full season. So to make it easy, let's say you drafted DeAndre Swift and never signed him last year. No one else could have signed him right. except you. But if you would have picked him up, played him for a game, and then dropped him, he's free game. Fair game. Yeah. We yeah. can sign them. So you own the rights to your rookies all season um, unless added and released. That means you can never sign a guy, but you can trade him. Right. I never signed Grant Delpit, but I traded him to Taylor Kovleski because I own his rights. Um, he was on my practice squad. Um, yep. Interesting point of clarification. Yeah. If somebody trades somebody who's on their practice squad and also doesn't play them, do they have to roster them right away or can they join their practice join squad? Their practice squad. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got so that's it. a good, that's a good point. Like if, so if Taylor didn't have to sign grant, he owned him. Uh, so heading into this draft, if you have multiple players unsigned still, let's say you have three guys that you've never signed, you can choose two of them to remain on your practice squad and let them be free agents still. Okay. And how long does that last the entire season for this entire season? The third one becomes a free agent. So you renounce his rights. He's free to sign. Um, And then you can add this year's rookies to that list of players you own at the end of this year. So I have Jordan love 
quarterback from Green Bay. I have mm-hmm. not signed him. I still own his rights. He'll I'll just say it right now, he'll be one of my guys I keep. If I even if Blake Bortles him, comes there. Dude, Bortles and him gonna fight for Aaron Rodgers. Uh <laughs> gonna hold his jock strap. Um <laughs> if I don't sign Jordan Love all season, okay. When free agency begins next off season, Jordan Love is a free agent for anyone to sign. So you can only hold a guy on your practice guide squad for a max of two years. Nice. Yep. And uh, I'm assuming we'll have that same sort of document up again, right? That we had last year with the rookies and updated. And so you can go. It's on there. If you search, if you go to files on our Facebook page. It's on there. It says 2020 draft picks or, or rookies drafted. Yep. And it says Jake Fife and the four guys he drafted. And it says Chris Thompson, yep. and the six or seven guys you drafted. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. All last season, that was a pages document that was open and was never closed. Cause I was always like, when I was on the wire, I was like, okay, I got to make sure I'm looking at this. The best advice is seriously take the 30 seconds and add them to your watch list. Mm-hmm. If you, if, and if you never sign a guy, at least have him on your watch list so that if we have a situation where like, uh, who was it? Kelly, Josh Kelly gets signed by every team in the league, except the guy who owns him. <laughs> I'm not yeah, constantly going real. back and releasing a guy and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like yeah. just do the due diligence of, of adding it. And, and like I said, it plays into the franchise side of things. Like why would I draft a guy if I could never play him? Why would right. we do a rookie draft? Yep. If we're it, it, the reality is like we're it's a dynasty. Like you should be building for the future. Yep. Um, yep. So that's where this rule comes into play. I know there's been there's only been pushback from like one individual, but like maybe two, maybe, maybe two. two. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but it's designed to kind of make it so ESPN won't allow us to have any more roster spots. So that this kind of plays into it nicely, and it's it's nice to know like. Man, you! I signed Jordan Love. I never play him. I drafted him on purpose, but now I got to release him, and now he's just free game. Instead, it's like, yeah. hey, just I own his rights. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe we can talk to Ryan, and maybe he can pull some strings from ESPN to get us some practice squad spots. Maybe, maybe he could do a favor. I, I have some talking points for podcasts later this season, and one of them that I'm intrigued to have a conversation around is if we were to shrink the teams to either add more teams or build more intrigue. I don't know. We'll, we'll throw on a conversation. Maybe we'll have some of the guys on the podcast to to talk about it. Shrink the roster size, maybe shrink the amount of starters. Yeah. I don't know. Just little, little, little taste of some future podcast conversations. It'd make week 10 between Bubba and I more fair. That's for sure. Yeah. You, you might actually have a chance. You have way more of a chance. <laughs> I got to get one in, you know? It's my arch enemy. Come on. <laughs> championship before you, which is just the worst thing ever, I'm assuming. Not the, not the championship that matters, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, man. Well, this has been good. Uh, I'm excited for we – should, we should get, like, a, a countdown started in the Facebook group for, like, how long it is before the season actually starts again because yeah. – Man, that, that draft comes around every year and I'm I'm just itching for our rookie draft and then I'm itching for the league to start again. And it's it's only May thirteenth. Yeah. September the time of this ninth. Yeah. Is the and first game of the hopefully 
COVID will not be as big of a thing where we won't have to worry about switching our rosters last minute or having games canceled. Cause yeah. let's be real. That's the only reason bubble won this year. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think some key dates in closing for people just to be aware of free agency. So you can sign guys to your team, but we got to remember, you got to make them keepers. If you sign them is June 1st, 12 AM free agency begins. So, um, again, just a reminder, if you sign a guy, that's awesome. But if you don't make him a keeper, you don't get to keep him when the league like officially resets after the draft. And then I will put this in the Facebook page. So make sure you get out and vote. The GC rookie draft will probably take place sometime either August 28th or 29th. That's a, I think a Saturday, Sunday or September 4th or 5th. It's also a Saturday, Sunday we can do in the evenings or, or whenever. So, um, I'll put a vote out there to see kind of what works best for everyone. Um, Sweet. That's when we would do our rookie draft. Maybe that those August dates are probably the better ones about a week or so before, Yeah, but it's also post preseason. So we know yeah. if a guy has been released or not, we know hurt, whatever who's starting whatever like, yeah, yeah. So we have a better idea going into the draft. Yeah, for sure. Well, here's to, uh, here's to year eight yeah, of the gentleman's club, the best fantasy keeper, dynasty idp league that has ever existed and who knows maybe we'll be sponsored by walmart and rider eight this year who knows be amazing maybe that'd be be sweet i'll I'll, I'll call the waltons (laughs) sweet i'll uh i'll talk to the i'll talk to rider eight (laughs) whoever whoever owns that crappy beer from aldi yeah let's go (laughs) yeah so all right man this has been real cool later